Hey everybody, this is Corey Charette from The Average Joe Show. And before we start this week's podcast, just want to give you guys a little heads up here. To let you know the last two stories we did talk about, we had some audio difficulties, and we lost those shows somewhere out there in the ether of the wonderful world of the World Wide Web. So uh, I did leave the links at AverageJoeShow.com for you, so you can check out those stories anyway. Some really great wacky stuff we did talk about this week, so uh, please go check out the website on those. And now, for the show. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Average Joe Show. AverageJoeShow.com is the website. Email us at talk at AverageJoeShow.com. And, of course, on Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me again this week, as always, is my friend and partner in crime, Mr. Ward Miller. Hey, Ward, what's going on? Not much. I'm so happy to tell you that the G20 has finally left Pittsburgh. How was how was Pittsburgh this week? It was it was a nightmare. It was the you know, Obama said he wanted to bring in all these you know G20 countries to see how Pittsburgh had responded and turned itself around economically and blah 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 blah. And they shut the fucking city down for two days. No one could go to work because they basically shut off downtown Pittsburgh. So. On top, and then on top of that, there were riots because all these people came in from out of state to protest, and they start busting shit up. So it, it, when they said that they left today at five o'clock, I was the happiest camper on the planet. Well, you know, it, it always seems to be that way. I know down in Tampa uh, when I lived there, the uh, Super Bowl was the same way. You know, you get you get all these out of towners coming in, and they just basically wreck havoc the whole town, then they leave the town, and it looks like shit. Well, that that's basically what happened here. You know, because there's all the students at Pitt, and when um, the Steelers won the Super Bowl, they ran out in the streets and they broke windows and all this other stuff. And now it was, you know, basically just on where the Pitt campus is. You know, no one else had any problems. You know, the Steelers won, everybody went out and they celebrated. They ran up and down the streets yelling and stuff, but they weren't destructive. It's the, the people that, that aren't from Pittsburgh that tend to be more destructive. And, and that's what we saw here. They had 20,000 out-of-state protesters come in to throw stuff at the cops. And, you know, it was just it was a nightmare. And, you know, if you want to check it out, I'm sure there's video on YouTube already. And I, I know Fox News was carrying some stuff, and you know, because you're not going to see our local channels. But some of the uh, some of the uh, major networks did pick up the, the riots and stuff. Yeah, but there really wasn't much talk about the G20 before the actual event. No, they, they downplayed it, you know, because of, of the UN thing and uh-huh. and the healthcare crap and all that stuff. But the, and then it was like, yeah, we we got the G20 here, but all these fringe groups that that are just totally nuts lined up to to you know just be jagoffs. Speaking of jagoffs, the only thing I saw this week in the news was uh, Kanye West. Uh, he he's a, uh, the biggest bag of trash ever. And, and let's why don't you introduce Barb because I'm sure she has something to say about that. <laughs> and of course, joining us uh, from way down south in hot Georgia, which yeah, it's still hot down there. I think is uh, Barb, also known as Citizen X, from her website Tangents with a J dot com. Hey Barb, what's going on? Hey, it's great to be back. Thank you. So, what do you think, think of this Con- Kanye West thing? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank you, Morty. How did you How did you know? I might have something to say about this. <laughs> I, I'm a mind very, reader. <laughs> very rarely do I catch the MTV uh, Music Awards live, but I did this year. And um, wow, yeah. He stepped on a kitten. That was my favorite uh, internet quote that I saw out there was, was like he stepped on a kitten. Um, wow, I just... Well, Definitely, that's going to be affecting his sales for quite some yep, time. But, and it was nice to see that uh, Taylor Swift actually had, I think it was 80% increase in Amazon sales. So yeah. she did definitely benefit from that. Well, see, he, he does something like that every few years, you know, so he gets ink. You know, if you remember well, no, right. It's every well, year at the MTV Awards, he's doing something. It's not anything new. In fact, we kind of went back and forth. Was this staged? And there's just no possible way. 
Well, it's not just the MTV Awards. If you remember right after uh, Hurricane Katrina, he was the one that was on with Mike Myers and, you yes, know, yes. and, and, and went off the teleprompters that yes, George Bush hates black yep. people. And how, how many years after that did we hear that clip? Oh, well, See yeah, we're it still or hearing. hear it both because they were yeah. showing the video and the audio. And, yeah, and, and, and it's the same thing. He, he did it. He wanted to get his name in the press. And for a week, he got coverage on everything. He was on Leno. He was on, you know, and he, oh, I feel so bad. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, in tears, yeah. The, sad, the saddest part to that story, actually, is he's a brilliant artist. He really is. I don't, I don't own his work. I don't, I, I don't have it in my house. It's not for any particular reason. However, I have serious friends who I trust as far as music um, preferences, and he's, he's very talented and very respected in the music industry. Why he feels the need to do this or, you know, get this type of negative attention, I don't understand. He's brilliant. Well, the thing is, after he does something like that, I won't even bother to steal his stuff. That's the thing. And I don't understand why he's, I don't know. It's just one of those things that, you know, you hear six different sides of the story and you just try to make sense of it. And you sometimes you just can't, you know? Well, if you guys were listening to uh, No Agenda at all this last week, John C. Yeah. Dvorak mentioned yeah. that both Kanye and uh, Taylor Swift both had the same agent. Yeah, but okay, you don't know. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, he's the because one that comes no out ahead. no PR person is going to tell Kanye that that will be good for his career. That's the bottom line. Maybe they weren't looking out for Kanye. Maybe they are looking out for Taylor Swift's career. Who says, who says he did it for his own career? Well, I just assumed that he would That's do something point. that low to, you know, increase his popularity. Well, he already is a nut job. You uh, know, how are you going to clean up that? You know, after the Katrina thing, how is he going to clean up his his uh, his act? Well, the thing is, after the Katrina thing, that bought him a bunch of street cred. You know, he came out against the man. Oh Jesus, I'm tired of that street cred shit. But I mean, that's what it is. It he, is he, came, right. he came out against Bush and, and he became a, a media darling because, oh, he stood up against George Bush. And then that same well, media. They all did. Everybody hated this man. But well, we then, couldn't get a million people down there to, to protest. But somehow, oh, Morty, don't even get me started because I'm so mad that we had so many people down there for protesting Obama. Down where? Here? In, in just- D.C., in the Capitol. They had a, what, two million, one million, at least a million people down there. For what? Protesting. It was another tea show. <laughs> it was another tea event. I don't want to say the other word because it always comes out wrong, but yeah. <laughs> um, some sort of protest against the forced health care. And it's, I don't know, it's laughable. Yeah, but it's, y- Republicans y- are so damn ornery. They're getting to be that age where they're so ornery now. But you know what the difference Uh-oh. Ward, we lose you? We lost Hello? you. Go ahead. Yeah, go he's, ahead. He's there. He's there. Uh, after what happened last this past week in Pittsburgh, and I've seen you know, the riots and whatnot, what happened in D.C. was that was a total peaceful pro- protest. There was no damage done. No, was, I'm not saying, and, yeah, I'm not saying and, that it was violent anyway. I'm just saying, why no. are they doing it against Obama? But when we had this clown in the office for eight years, we never had this kind of devotion to because somebody tried to do nationalized health care. You know, know. When, I mean, I understand why, but it's the same kind. He, war, he, war, war, he invaded. You, he illegally invaded a country. You know, they'll they'll gather for health care, but they won't do it for breaking the rules of of engagement. Everybody voted for it. I mean, the, all, the Congress. No, the UN told him no. He did not get the agreement of the UN. Yeah. We could talk about this all night. I'm sorry. He, the okay. UN said uh, no. It's breaking regulations of the UN, and he still went ahead and did it. And then we like we found out later there were no, you know, our favorite weapons of mass destruction. I mean, anyway. I'm gonna have to be. I hope you're gonna be editing in this. I hope a little bit there. Oh or, no, no, it's gonna be all you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to say Barb hates Obama. No, no, I'm not saying that <laughs> no, at Bob. all. Just, we had a total clown in there. We got nothing. Just a whole bunch of people whining, you know, at the water cooler. And now we get someone decent in there who's trying to do some things. To, yeah, shake things up a little bit, but it's about time things get done. And, you know, we got millions of people protesting. I just don't get it. 
Well, he, here's the thing. When, when Obama ran, he ran and said, this is the greatest country in the world. And with your help, we're going to. He is breaking in and out. Ward, Ward, your microphone is breaking in and out. You start uh, talking and it just shuts off. To make right. sure your connection's really good, however it's connected. Unless it's and if you're using a built-in, for God's sakes. This week's episode is sponsored by Microsoft Windows. Microsoft Windows software that always gives out. Hey, I'm good. How are you over there, Corey? I'm doing good. I think it's just right. Ford. I don't know what's no, up. It's with just them. it's just one out of three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one out of three computers suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I switched mics. Oh yeah. Okay, go ahead. Now try. Is that better now? Yes. Well, uh, I don't just know. switch back to my headphone. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, we're here. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. You no, I was just going to say, I, I switched back. My, my point was, every time that during the campaign, it was always, you know, we're, we live in the greatest country in the world, but let's change it. And that's the thing that gets me. I, well, it was, I, let's change it back to how it should be. Well, how it here, was in the beginning. But here's the deal. If you look at, Nazi Germany under Hitler. What was the first thing Hitler did? I he know. took over the he took over the banks. What's the second thing he did? He yeah. took over the auto industry. What's the third thing he did? He took over the uh, health care. What's I've the last thing this. he did? The indoctrination yep. of of the kids. Right yes. now they're they're doing they're singing I love Obama songs, which yes. is ridiculous. Yes. You know. I know. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, it, this is a flashback to Nazi Germany. I know, and, it, and it's funny that you even brought that up. I read all of those references. I did see those stories, and I was amazed by that. And not only that, I think back to when he was still a grassroots type of trying to maybe be considered for president. I mean, we were following him and keeping our eye on him back then, and, and, I, and I said to him, I said to my husband, I said, you know what, it's going to be one of two things. Either he's going to be the best president we ever had, or he's going to be our worst nightmare. There's not going to be a nice medium, you know, it's going to be one or the other. And when you say something like that, and then I see the the references that I can, you know, reference again through another source just to double check. And, you know, and if you think back to that quote, if you don't learn from your past, you're bound to repeat it. Exactly. So I know I, I'm paying attention. I'm several and, different and fronts. The thing is, a lot of people will say, well, that's just because he's a black guy. It has nothing to do with skin. No, color. that's the thing. It what if he's white in doing this? You know, it's, you kind of take color out of it. And you just have to look at the actions and what he's doing. And socialism, socialism. Don't matter what color the, the leader is, white, black. I mean, what was his name? Um, um, I can't remember his name. He was in Africa, black guy. But uh, Idi Amin, I mean, it's the same crap. I mean, Hugo Chavez, well, he's more of a communist than a socialist, but it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, and communism and socialism are so close to each other, you know, where the government supports you and whatnot. Did and you see? Wait, I have to say something. There was an interpreter, I'm assuming sign language, and I'm sorry I'm breaking in here, but this is hilarious, um, who was translating for Gaddafi. And this was in the news within the past 48 hours. And she passed out because he was on such a rant. Well, could you so imagine we, trying to sign something that somebody's saying? Especially one, if they're on a rant, you know. And it, I read that and I was just like, oh my god! That's so, the title was so hilarious. The way that they had it worded, and I was just like, that is the best headline ever. But you know, if you think about it, now the sign, the person doing the sign language is getting it from a person who's translating what he's saying from whatever they speak in Libya. Is it Arabic? Anybody know? No clue. Bueller? Anyway, she's, you know, it's coming through a translator to to her, I guess, and she's trying to sign it and going, these words don't fit together. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, it broke her. She broke. She she could not do it. She passed out. It was, oh, poor girl. Hand overload. Okay, you guys done talking politics? Absolutely. All right, let's have some fun here tonight. We got some really good stories tonight. Uh, Barb wanted a tech story, so here's as close to tech as she's going to get tonight. <laughs> All right. All right. Down in lovely Florida, it always seems like something always screwy happens down in Florida. My, Apparently, Florida's the whack job capital of the world. Well, yeah. if, if you guys ever remember Adam Carolla from Love Line in his own uh, radio show, now podcast, he always used to play a game which was called uh, Florida or Germany, which would be 
you know, crazy story. Did it take place in Florida or in Germany? Because that's where all the whack jobs apparently live in the world. And uh, of course, this is one of those Florida stories. I heard this one actually on, believe it or not, No Agenda. And that's why I had to pull it up because it was interesting. Uh, down in Tampa, Florida, they uh, some officers did a you know anti-drug task force storming into a uh, drug dealer house, which the drug dealer was already in custody. And they're there, and they're you know gathering evidence and stuff like that. Well, apparently in the house there was a Nintendo Wii, and every so often they would take breaks and bowl a few frames on the the Wii, playing the Wii Sports. But the funny thing is the officers didn't know that beforehand a video camera was set up in the house to you know to keep track of what's going on with the drug deals and whatnot and now the uh, you know the police department has all this videotape of these cops bowling on the Wii I think it's awesome uh, I'm sorry you know uh, maybe they maybe you know on their their salaries they couldn't afford a Wii so you know hey I got access to it Might as, you know see what it's all about <laughs> you know, and if you watch the video, you go to averagejoshow.com, watch the video. One of the police officers bowls a strike, and you should see them jumping up and down like it's the best thing in the world. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I did watch the video prior to recording because I didn't want to launch it <laughs> during the show, as I've done before. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> they're jumping up and down like retards at Chuck E. Cheese. It, it's the best. Well, you know, it just shows – I mean obviously you know, cops are people too and uh, – but this is a job. You're in the middle of doing a job here. You know, you don't need to stop to take time and play the Wii. Put the Wii in the cop car and take it home and play later or something. Well, it's like – hey, it, it's like their smoke break, you know? <laughs> hey, I, I get a 15-minute break for no apparent reason. Well, let's, let's bowl a little bit. Well, you know, probably what it was is this tape probably leaked somehow because I bet you if the cops had seen this tape, they would have been like, you know, Mike, Sue, Jack, whatever your names are. Uh, dude, you got busted. Don't do not do that shit again, you know? How about not bowl anymore when you're, you know, <laughs> well, on a stakeout or whatever? And, you know, if all games had to play bowling, why didn't they, like, get a different game? I mean, these are drug dealers. You figure they had a lot of money. They had enough money to buy themselves a Wii and a, a decent enough TV. You figure they probably had a few extra games there to play, you know? Could have had something else better to play than bowling. Well, I think maybe with bowling, you, there's not that steep of a learning curve. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. You just, you know, strap on the little thing and... Yeah, and fling the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's really not, really not that hard. I think we all learned how to play that. I mean, I don't know if you've ever played the Wii Ward, but yeah, it's not really rocket science to learn how to bowl. No, that's and that's my point. I mean, there, there's some of them games that are really intense where you got to hold the thing and, and you're hitting all these multiple buttons. There, there's one, what was it, the the Mario Party or something, and you had to hit like buttons while you're shaking the thing and doing all this crazy stuff. Whereas bowling's basically you hold the button down, you fling the ball, and you let it go. And that's probably why that game comes with the Wii when you buy it because it's a simple game to learn and master. Yeah, that that increases your love for the for the console itself. Barb, you got anything to say on this? The only thing that I can say is that I will get my first chance to actually play the Wii. Uh, the Wii Sports is here. Uh, we're babysitting a dog, and the trade-off was they brought their Wii over, and we get the Wii for the weekend. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I've never tried it before, but I've been following lots of the news on it. I know it's really popular, and you know, several generations are using this. Uh, the older generation is using it you know, to stay fit and mental, and then the younger generation is using it to get off the couch. So... It's a great technology, this new gaming technology they came out with. The graphics are bare minimum, but the uh, the gameplay is what actually makes up for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, apparently, from what I understand, there's also uh, – they demoed an Xbox version for at uh, CES that has like a camera in the front that monitors the room. And it has it does the same thing as the Wii, kinda, because you don't have a control in your hand. But if like if you're playing tennis and you swing your arm, it knows which person you are and you know that you swung and exactly you know. Yes. So that that's the next step in the evolution. I think that Nintendo beat everybody with the remote controller that that's motion activated, and Microsoft has taken it to the next step with the Xbox with 
some kind of, you know. Oh, now, Nintendo might have been the first with the actual hand controller that was motion detected, but there was a, God, I'm thinking back, I think it was a PlayStation game. Yes, because it took a, a webcam. And the webcam, you did like a Dance Dance Revolution type game. And the webcam, you had to set it up. You had to stand there, and it did a little outline around your body. So that was motion detected. And what you did in the webcam determined your uh, gameplay. It, it was able to gauge your expertise. You know, that's how the point system went. So I think Nintendo was the first one to do it in the handheld, which actually made the gameplay a little bit more you know, accessible as far as different categories they could go into. But I know the PlayStation was the first to use the uh, motion detection via video camera as far as gameplay. Well, yeah, I mean, even if you look at the, uh, what were they, the um, the guns that they used in the in the original back in, you know, for duck hunt and whatnot. Right. I mean, that was still motion, that used motion to an extent. So it was able to detect where, no, that was going. like RF. That was uh, they use a LED light, so it wasn't motion detection technology. It was the, the uh, infrared light that it actually detected. Oh, I I didn't know that. I thought that was because it, you know, based on the position of the gun. But yeah, it would make sense if it was RF or LED or whatever. LED or something like that. I'm not even sure that RF was correct, but it had something to do with the the actual light in the gun that it could read. But definitely still. Ground, groundbreaking as far as gameplay goes because you didn't have wait we did have that wire it wasn't um a wireless back then was it we just had a gun no. you could shoot the screen so even though you had the tether still it was cool it was it was groundbreaking technology yeah you know speaking of groundbreaking technology you know what really isn't groundbreaking technology anymore is answering machines yeah you'd you'd be amazed uh <laughs> It's really funny that we got a story, Hulk Hogan. And if anybody out there doesn't know who Hulk Hogan is, get out from under your rock and basically watch the WWF or WWE now, uh, because Hulk Hogan basically built it. Anyway, if you watch some of the older clips on YouTube of, of Hulk Hogan talking, he calls to threaten this guy, right? And when he calls to threaten him, he talks like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, he, he, you better not mess with her brother. He, <laughs> and he's threatening to, to bring the hell's angels to break this guy's legs. Now, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, Chase Hoffidler. Never yeah. heard of him. the lead singer of the band a mile after or the mile after. Okay. Never heard of him. Yeah. Never heard of them. But the, the funny thing is if you listen to the clip and, and there's a link to it on the average Joe show, it is one of the funniest things because it's there's absolutely no way that Hogan can deny that he said this because you listen to it. It's like it's his speech pattern. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. It's really yeah, just funny. like just like Tyson couldn't fake something like that, you know? Yeah, well, he could if he had Christina Aguilera recorded. I'm sorry. Because they both have a high pitched voice. Never mind. Oh, I just didn't get that <laughs> joke, I guess. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Right, Lord. That was the first high pitched voice I could think of. Really? Like Terry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. This is, this, you know, this is the 21st century. You know, an answer machine is not something that, you know, is magically going to disappear. You, if you, you say something, you, first of all, you know, make sure it doesn't sound like you if you're going to threaten somebody else. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, especially because he already had this problem once when somebody recorded his voice talking to his son, you know, when he was in prison about the uh, the John Graziano that got brain, you know, permanent brain damage from riding around with his kid Mm -hmm. where Hogan's saying, oh, well, you know, that's just God getting back at him because he, you know, he doesn't live right or whatever, you know, and that hit the hit the press. You know, and they had tapes of it. So they were able to get tapes somehow. Now, you'd think after this embarrassment, you may not want to call somebody and leave a message on their stinking answering machine. You know, if you have a problem, you know, if, if, if you're pissed at him, go talk to him. So then at least you have deniability when he goes, yeah, Hogan came and threatened me. You go, no, I didn't. All right. He, he can't prove it. But when you call him on, on the phone and tell him, 
I'm going to send hell's angels over to break your legs. If this guy were to happen to get in a car, fall down the steps, any kind of accident, it's going to get blamed on you, you moron. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. You know, know and I know if you're going to do something stupid, make sure there's no hard evidence. Make sure there's no, you know, witnesses. You didn't write it down. You didn't. Cameras, you know, obviously, thing, you know, you want to say to this person, you know, in, in an area where there's no cameras, there's no recording devices. So if you know, like you said, it's deniability. It's just apparently, apparently, Hogan is just an idiot. I mean, obviously, you think it must be all the steroids did back in the eighties. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, dude, he's still shooting the juice. Oh, he's got to be. He's almost seventy years old, and he's still built like that. You can't tell me he's not he's not juicing. Everybody knows he was doing it during the eighties. Yeah, you know there, there's no no doubt, and, and apparently that stuff doesn't you know do real nice things to your brain. So, you know maybe he's just that stupid. And, you know, I, sometimes I think that you know people do stupid things like this so they can you know still stay in the spotlight. I mean seriously, besides besides that stupid show that they did, Hogan knows best. You know when was the last time we actually saw him? He every now and then, I think once his back. He shows up on wrestling every once in a while, especially when Ric Flair's there. He yeah, shows I think up. His, I think as a bank account starts getting low, he calls up McMahon and says, "Hey, can I can I just pop in and and talk or do something?" And McMahon lets him because McMahon made all his money off of Hogan. Oh yeah. You, you know, know I, so- I growing up as a child of the '80s, I do remember. When, you know, the WWF was just, oh, it was just wrestling, no big deal. Oh, then we got Hulkamania. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like. The red and yellow. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, Hulkamania hit town, you know, and then and then you got all these other big name wrestlers back then. Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, Captain Lou Albano, um, Iron Sheik. Well, that was that was part of what did it, too, is because Albano did that video with Cindy Lauper. And that brought more attention to And wrestling. Cindy Lauper did WWF. Yeah, yep. that's when it started to cross over between yep. you know celebrities and wrestlers. Well, that was a brilliant marketing again. Oh, absolutely. Yep, he's when still it, doing it to this day. Well, if you remember when that happened, they had a uh, what was it called? Friday Night Fights mm-hmm. on NBC, and they would have uh, you know they'd have like the the three biggest matches of the week or something. And then when after that stuff happened, they had the Rock and Wrestling, where Cindy Lauper. It was. She was the manager. It was really insane. Right. I, I vaguely remember it. But McMahon, I, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I'll give him all the props in the world. He, he, I mean, at the time when he started the WW, it was, uh, and in fact, it was the WWWF uh-huh. when his dad had it. Right. And it was, it was in the Northeast. It really didn't go far out of, you know. Well, the, Gla- Glastonbury, Connecticut was the headquarters. So that's, you know, why I knew the WWF. E or WWF before you know other people in the country knew. Yeah, and w- that's when his old man had it, and then mm-hmm. after after Vince took over, he started making it nationwide. Right, and that's and after Rocky, what was it Rocky three when Hogan was in it? Mm-hmm. That's when they made Hogan a good guy. Hogan was a bad guy in the WWF. I think it was WWF at the time. He was a bad guy till he did Rocky three, and then they were like, oh, he's you know. He's reborn, and they made him a good guy. And he was a good guy until he left the WWF and went back, went to uh, WCW. And what, what did they call him? Hollywood Hulk Hogan or something like that? Was yeah. that it? Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. Hollywood I, I, Hogan. Yep, I do remember that. Because I think that, that, I think that McMahon owns the name Hulk Hogan, I believe. Well, I don't I, think that's why they did the name change. I think it was just the media tie-in to make wrestling more popular. Oh, remember well, me? I was in that movie. Well, a lot of the thing with uh, a, a lot of the, the the guys that become stars in the WWF, Vince McMahon owns their name. So yeah. when they go elsewhere, yeah, The Rock, now yeah. Dwayne Johnson, yeah. yeah, he couldn't. He and in fact, they let him use The Rock, but they it was like okay, you can in use one the movie Rock for, he was allowed to, and then after yeah. that he was back. He went back to, but it was a great movie. I don't remember which one it was. I know I saw it, but I don't remember which was the first, but. The Scorpion King was was that the first one that he was? It might have yeah. been. I think yeah. I think it was because he had a. Did he have a cameo in the Mummy Two? Yeah, yeah well, not cameo. Yeah, that was like CG effects. Yeah, they did a CG that looked like him. But, but it, yeah, Scorpion King was his first blown 
movie. Yeah, where he was a star. Right. That was a good movie. That yeah, was a good movie, and uh, but I still think of him as The Rock, though. Yeah, but a, a lot of the guys that have left the WWF and went to that there, there's one out of uh, Florida. They can't use their name, right? You know, Kurt, Kurt Angle was able to because that's actually his real name. But a lot of them get there and they have to come up with a new persona and all this other stuff because McMahon owns all that stuff. And to, and to me, that kind of kind of loses it. I mean, obviously, we know wrestling isn't real. It's a, it's a soap opera. It's a story and their characters. It's a man's soap opera. It's a running joke in our house. It is. Uh, this, all of this knowledge I'm throwing out at you guys, it's just forced knowledge. It's not that I watch it. It's just that's what's playing but in it, the house. But it's common sense. But you know what? You watch – my father watches them all. You know, he doesn't just watch the the WWE. He watches the uh, ECW and WCW, yep. whatever, whatever they are. TNA too. Yeah, he watches all, all the different um, ones out there. But like you said, you know, you know, so and so is this character over here. But when he leaves, he has to change his name. It's like uh, it kind of loses its quote unquote credibility. You know? Yeah, the, there's been very few that have been able to keep their. I mean, like Piper, Roddy Piper was able to keep his name because I guess that's his actual name. And uh, Ric Flair was able to keep his name. Oh, the McMahons do the line at not actually owning someone's real name. I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, they, I, I don't <laughs> think that they really have – I don't think they have the opportunity to say, well, you can no longer go by you your can name. copyright it and still make a few nickels every year, right? I, I have copyrighted Roddy Piper. You cannot go <laughs> by Roddy Piper anymore. Your name is now Vince Vaughn. What? <laughs> Why do I got to be called that? But I, I wonder if wrestlers today are kind, kind of like the Seinfeld mentality where when they go in there – Part of their contract is that they own, you know, whatever name they go with, you know, whatever their their gimmicky name is, so they can take it with them if they leave. There are some people that that were able to do that. It depends on how popular you are and how much McMahon wants you, I guess. You know, because there was at the time when EC or WCW was real big, and he was getting guys from there. He was able to use their names, and I guess that when whenever. Because Ted Turner owned it at the time, and I guess Turner never, well, you know, locked Turner, him in. Turner sold his his wrestling thing to to McMahon. Yes, but this is prior to the sale. Oh, okay, but apparently, that, that was my point. Turner never had owned any part of the names, so when these guys, when their contract was up or whatever, and they skipped, they could take their persona and their name with them. Well, well, Turner ran it like. Like the little regional wrestling federations run it, you know? You yeah. come in, call yourself whatever you want. Let's have some fun out there. Let's make some money, smash some chairs, you know? Well, well that's when that's how Turner made his, all his money. I mean, with TBS. Uh-huh. Because, it, I mean, if you look in the early days of TBS, they had wrestling and wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, I was trying to think. Hey, you know, we were talking about um, McMahon stealing names and. You got. You kind of have to think back and remember that karma check he got. That uh, WWF, the World Wildlife Foundation, said, "I don't think so," and that's when it switched over to WWE. And, so and that, and he what, got he, he got paid back. I mean, he well, got his. Well, no, for years he was paying he was paying the World World Wildlife Federation a ton of money to use their name. So he was he was aware that that was a copyright issue. Yes, and he was paying them. And he oh, paid he's them an for idiot. He should have just well. Well, I I know the W the World Wildlife the World Wildlife Fund by the way is the correct name. Thank you. The, I was saying Federation. Whatever. I'm still yeah. on the. It's the World Wildlife Fund. I know they've been around since at least the late '60s because one of the Beatles songs was done on one of their albums across the uh, across the universe. Yeah. I'm sorry. On, what, what, what album? What did what they do? The, apparently, the World. I'm trying to remember now. I'm not looking this up. World Wildlife Fund had like an album. Of like artists' songs released back in the '60s, like a compilation album, and "Across the Universe" by the Beatles, which not not the album version. There was a single version released for the World Wildlife Fund back in the '60s. Wow, they had an independent, um, unreleased um, well, version it, of a song. Uh, first of all, it was released. It's on uh, Past Masters Volume Two. It was released as a single. But it's, they did a different rendition, though, you right. said. At the beginning of the song, when you hear it, it's the birds are singing – or the chirping and you hear them flying off. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not the same as the Let It Be version. So, yeah. So, I, so, see, that's why I was surprised for years that the WWF could get away – the wrestling 
you know, Federation could get away with calling themselves WWF when I know there was a World Wildlife Fund back in the 60s. Well, what was the defining moment? At what point after receiving all this money did they say, no, we just – we want you to change? Well, I think You're ruining was, our image I think is uh, what hit the headlines. Well, I think that they – they well, the, the part of it was too when they were initially the WWF, they weren't – they were still in the, basically in the Northeast. They weren't making a lot of money. So they were paying a little bit of money to them. And they're like, okay, there's, you know, 10, you know, 10 states here that potentially know what that is. And I think when McMahon took it nationwide and the whole country knew what WWF wrestling was, is when they said, whoa, back up. You know, when it was 10 states or whatever, that was fine. Now it's entirely too big and you're, you're tarnishing our name. So you can't even pay us enough to, to keep using it. So that's when they changed their name. That makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, here, well, no. What here is what it is. I'm looking up at Wikipedia. It was in 2000 when they did when they argued this. So, you know, WWF was already a national, a huge national wrestling federation. Yeah, but you don't know when the contract was up as far as you know how long they could use it. They may have bought it for 10 years or 20 years or well, whatever. Yeah. And when the yeah, contract was been, up, they said, yeah. well, "Okay, we're not going to renegotiate." Well, according to this, it says that Titan Sports, which of course is what the WWE is. Uh, violated a 1994 agreement which had limited the permissible use of the WWF initials overseas, particularly in merchandising. Both companies used the initials since March of 1979. So, apparently, you know, apparently WWE effed up somewhere overseas. Well. And then uh, in 2002, the company quietly changed all references on the website to WWE. Well, what's funny, though, is... If- you know, if you look at copyright and whatnot, the it, it was two totally different fonts. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, someone says, but the thing is, it's 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 not visual association. It's it's audio association. You know, you hear WWF. The first thing you're thinking of is the wrestling. You know, that's all I ever thought of. Yeah, you know, no one does go. Oh, the World Wildlife, Wildlife Fund. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't hear. You don't think of that. You think of Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah! <laughs> now I'm I'm wondering, are you doing Hulk Hogan? Uh, no, you... That's Macho Man. That's I was going to say, <laughs> you know, snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. Well, in fact, they have. If you look online, if you just Google it, there's a Macho Man soundboard, oh, which no. is screaming hilarious. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, just just Google Macho Man soundboard, and there's some of the stuff on there. It's just so funny because I thought he was a funny guy, and okay. just. Just with his, and that's his, that's his actual speech pattern, <laughs> which is so scary. It, yes, it is scary. You know what else is scary is flavored cigarettes. Barb? Barb? Yeah? When I say flavored cigarettes, that's your story. Oh, that was my cue. Jesus Christ, you're paying Damn me. Damn it. I need, I need more warning. I need cue words. I didn't get that cue word. Anyway. Yes, flavored cigarettes. Um, mostly clove, actually, cigarettes is what we're dealing with here. Um, this is actually from Riverfront Times, and they had banned clove cigarettes. Um, why did I bring this up? A couple of reasons. First of all, I love the smell of clove cigarettes. There are some gals at work that smoke clove cigarettes, and they smell lovely. So I'm a big fan of them. Um, the big ban is because, you know, the cutback on tobacco and not – uh, being so impressionable on these young preteens, and you know, clove cigarettes smell yummy. Then they've kind. Of, I learned through this article there's other flavors and stuff that you can get that are very yummy, and they're just trying to break down and, and try to remove these uh, triggers that might have preteen smoking. Um, so I, I guess I could understand the reason why. However, I'm a huge fan of clove cigarettes. Um, I also want to bring it up because it's another instance of government getting in the way of us, of, of, of us as, as people, as civilians. Um, I have a favorite quote, and I'm going to say the quote, and I want you guys to guess who said it. The quote goes as this, and it ties into this whole story. Uh, government exists to protect us from each other. Where government has gone beyond its limits is in deciding to protect us from ourselves. Brilliant quote. Who do you think said it? Benjamin Franklin. Thomas Jefferson. What did you say, Ward? Franklin. Ronald Reagan. 
Ooh. Ronald Reagan's one of my heroes, too. He's a, he was a great president. He's a great president. Republican, I'm not a Republican. I'm not even going to go there, but I'm just saying that when I saw that quote, I would say five years ago on the internet, I was just like, that's it. This, this is the definitive line where, where we can decide where that line exists for, for law as far as when law is, is put into place. And we could just get this quote into the hands of some of these people so that they have an idea of what their limit should be. Um, what do you guys think about this? Well, I think it's one of the cases, like, if you remember back in, I guess it was the early 90s, uh, the government stepped in with Camel because Camel had the Joe Camel app. Right, with the, uh, the yeah. you, you cut out and the, cam- the Camel looked like a penis, right? Well, no, 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 it no was, but the, it was, but he the, looked too cartoonish. He was yeah, too much of the, a cartoon. Okay, he was right. too cool. And they called right. him Joe Cool. And that's was, right. No, no, Joe Cool was a different one. There was Joe Camel and Joe Cool. Joe Cool oh, was. Joe the, Camel was a playoff of Joe Cool. We all knew what that meant, though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Joe Camel was, it was a, a camel wearing a leather jacket. And, yeah. You know, and they, they were, you know, you could go, and if you bought three packs of cigarettes, you got a t shirt or something. And they said that those T-shirts were enticing children to smoke. And, well, I mean, that's... <laughs> I know where you're going, but... I, but it, it's like Barb said. I mean, it, it it drives me nuts that somebody has to tell me how to live. You know? <laughs> if it's it, not it, affecting anyone else. No. All right? If it's just affecting you, yourself, your person, your personal space, government should not be able to regulate that. Well, that's where... I mean, if you... It, Lots of people ask, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? That's it. That's the line. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. You know, it's funny is you say, well, th- this encourages preteens to smoke. This encourages teenagers to, to drink. This encur- You know what? The law says you have to be a certain age to buy the shit. Period. Well, exactly. And if you if you go deeper into the story, the guy is like, I don't understand this. He's actually losing business because a lot of his uh, business came in um, because he sold clove cigarettes. They're not really easy to find. They're not your local convenience store. So he was losing business and he was feeling this. And he said he didn't understand because he had to card. It was still the law. It wasn't, quote, unquote, tobacco. But he still never sold to anybody under 18. And he always checked for ID. So it was one of those rules where they said, you know, it's starting, you know, the preteens to smoke or the teens to smoke, but at the same time, they weren't buying them from this guy. They weren't buying them, you know. Well, you know what's funny is is when I go to the to the liquor store, which is very rare. <coughs> uh, when I go to the liquor store, if you go in there and you look at all these bottles, these bottles are all pretty, you know. They they you know, kids will look at this and goes, that looks like juice. I've taken my son with me because the 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 liquor store is you know piggybacked onto the grocery store. We'll walk. He goes, daddy, can I have that? And he sees this red juice in this pretty bottle. I said, no, son, you can't have that because hey, I have bought liquor based on the bottle. So you just go ahead. I I, agree. I, but I'm saying, but that's the thing though, is kids see this and you know, they don't label this stuff. Right. For example, I put this on my blog a long time ago. I bought this, this, this can, it was a uh, 32 ounce can, I believe. And the can said, uh, juice on it. J O O S E. I think it was. And it looks like one of those energy drinks, like a monster energy drink. It was an energy drink, but it had 9% alcohol in it. And you had to really stare at the damn can to find out that there was alcohol in it. Now, you know, all these kids nowadays, they... they so they, basically what you're saying is you were feeding it to your son and you were just amazed how well he slept. So my next story is... <laughs> well, no, no, obviously no. No, I would never give my son alcohol. But, but the person who sold you the drink would not have sold it to someone who was under 18, this, I think. is. Well, this is true. But the problem is, though... You didn't know. Oh, I knew because I was in the liquor section. But the problem is, though, you see these things, and you can't tell if, there's, if it's alcoholic or not until you really stare at the damn thing. If the, if the government wants to start regulating, why don't, why don't well, they? I mean, reg- we don't we don't have Miller Miller Lights mixed in with the Pepsi's here in Georgia. What are, what are you doing up there? Well, no, we we don't even have alcohol in the grocery store. Oh, okay. you have to go. Like I said, the liquor. The package store part is completely separate. You got to pay for the liquor in that area of the store. You have to walk through into the grocery side to pay for the groceries. There's no mixing and matching. You can't buy beer down the down aisle seven. In Pennsylvania, you can't buy it in a grocery store. 
Wow, really? You see, technically, we can't sell in a grocery store either, but they put the liquor store right next to the grocery store, and you can walk back and forth. No, I'm talking talking beer. You cannot buy beer or liquor or wine at a grocery store in Pennsylvania. You can't do that. See, that cracks me up because living in Georgia in a quote-unquote dry county, meaning that they don't sell on Sundays – Mm-hmm. We can buy beer and wine um, well, in, in a grocery store. That's and in, and in strange. Florida, Florida was the same way too. I could buy, you know, I go to a grocery store, I'll get some beer, I'll get some wine. That's everything from a Walmart to your to your local A and P or whatever grocery store you have. But up here, yeah, I go to the, I want to, I go to the grocery store. Oh, I want to pick up something. Oh, I want some beer. Well, shit, I can't buy beer here. I have to literally leave the store to go to somewhere that sells alcohol only. Well, in, in Pennsylvania, if you want to buy liquor, you got to go to a state store, and the state stores. Are, are run by the state right? and the jobs that are there are all union jobs. Uh-huh. So the state won't step in and go, okay, well, we're going to, you know, sell these off to the public because the unions would be on them and they don't want to deal with any union crap. So they stay the way they are. It's the same with the beer places. There's the, there's beer distributors and you got to go, unless you want a six pack, there's six pack shops. But if you want a case of beer, you have to go to, a beer distributor. That's just the way it is. See, I'm, I guess I got spoiled in Florida with the convenience of, and Barb's probably the same way, where I can go to the grocery store, pick up some beer and some groceries and call it a day. Maybe that's why Florida's so damn crazy. Just saying. Well, no, wait. You're in Pennsylvania. So where do you get your lager? You have to go to the beer store? Yes. You have to oh. go to the beer distributor. <laughs> he, he goes to the gay bar for the lagers. No, the lager. Oh. That's a lingling. <laughs> I know what the lingling is. It's a Pennsylvania. Yingling. Yingling is awesome. Yeah, that's when you when you you don't order it, you just say I want a lager and then they give it to you, right? No, pretty much it's because we have different lagers here because there's a there's a bunch of different breweries right around well around Pittsburgh where I'm at. And oh, one I'm of the, thinking of Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, it's a lager and that's what you get. You get a lingling. Yeah, and in Pittsburgh because we have Pen Pen Pilsner. There's a Pen. Uh, yep, and you're right. About them, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and, and they're smaller, uh, and Yangling's just starting to get really big. But they've been around for ages, and they're in a, from a little town up north of Pittsburgh called Pottsville. Yep, I've had some friends actually go through the the tour. <laughs> So that's oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now we're we're talking about you know regulations and you know that you know kids can't buy beer, cigarettes, and stuff like that. Do you think that there should be some sort of law? I don't say regulation because it seems so strict. Some law for like energy drinks, where you know a, a child under a certain age should be prevented from buying those. The only thing that I would say, as someone who did used to work at a convenience store, would be this: I don't think, and it would be very hard to regulate. Stop selling them with liquor, because what these kids are doing is they're doing the Red Bulls and they're doing the liquor. The liquor is hitting their system faster because of the Red Bull. And they're getting alcohol poisoning unnecessarily. Well, so that's the only huge danger. But what are you going to do? I mean, they'll say, okay, bring this up as a separate sale. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. No, but-, but I'm talking like say a kid goes into the store and they want to buy – say if a 15-year-old kid goes to the store and they want to buy a 24-ounce can of Monster Energy drink. No, you can't regulate caffeine. No, but here's the funny thing. Have you ever read the label on these I know. They're, what does I've it say? I've one. It's insane what, what it does. does it, do you know what the label says? No, it makes you vibrate, though. <laughs> Not recommended for people with heart conditions. Yeah. If you're pregnant. Yep. Children. Okay, so define child. Under what age? Exactly. Where would you set the law? Would Would you give a child something like this, like an adrenaline shot? Well, I'm asking you, where do you define child? 12? If he's would, over 12, he can do it? No, it would be 18. Because- I, would, I would say at least 16, but 18 would be... Well, no, I mean, if if you go into into a convenience store and you want to buy that, uh, like the no dose or the the uh, thank you or the ephedrine, same thing that keeps you awake. Yeah, mm-hmm. you What's, have to be eighteen. To I buy. never, I never had to ID now, for those. Believe it or not, back in the day. Well, you look like you're older than eighteen. That? That's why you looked old. No, I mean when she I was mean, working as, there. As the person selling yeah. oh. it, I never had to ID. That was not a law. Now, that now, a law. now, well, that, now. that may be. State to state, because I know in Pennsylvania you got to be eighteen to buy it. Well, okay, now no, okay, that makes me feel a little now, bit better. Now, Barb, no offense here, but when when were you working at a convenience store? How long ago was that? Uh, I would say eight years ago. I was. It wasn't that long ago. Okay, so I was going to say maybe the laws were different because you know back then. I mean, shit, we could buy lighters and rated R movies too and get away with it when we were. Well, no, it wasn't that age. long ago. <laughs> no, but 
No, but I mean, you know, and this is exactly where I was going with this. Ward sees where I'm going. If if you're 16 years old and you try to buy no dos, they're gonna say hell no. Why can't they say the same thing? I bought no dos at 16 at my local CVS. They never carded me. Okay, but that was over two two decades ago, and the yeah. laws were a lot different too. We didn't wear seatbelts either when we were 16 years old. I did. Sorry. Okay, in the state of Connecticut, but it, but it wasn't a law. But no, it wasn't a law. Exactly. It was just drive, good driver's ed, pretty okay. much. Okay, but that's the thing I'm saying is you know. Now I'm now come on these energy drinks. I'll tell you, I've had one before. I've well, more. I've had them more than once, but they can get your heart racing. You think that's healthy for a teenage kid to have that? Well, hey, I, I'll come back at you and say this. I just had black tiger coffee this morning and. Oh my God! I thought I was going to freaking pass out. It was yeah, but unbelievably thing, strong. I see Corey's point though. Yeah, it's one thing, you know, if you're you're using it to wake up or stay awake, versus a kid who's going to pond one of these things and then go play football, and his heart's already racing, and then he's going to increase his heart rate even more by running and carrying on. I mean, there there's a higher potential for a Stroke. episode. Yeah, yeah, whatever, be it a heart attack, a stroke, whatever, because his heart's already accelerated before he starts exercising. For us old folks who don't do any kind of exercise, <laughs> it, it it increases your heart rate to the point where you're visible, where it's visibly bothering you. But take it to the next level and say, "Wow, my heart's really pounding. Maybe I should start running some steps." Well, you know what's going to happen is, and, and Ward probably just predicted it. What's going to happen is some kid's going to slam a bunch of these things. And they're going to die or something seriously bad is going to happen to them. And then all of a sudden, these politicians are going to start making laws for this shit. And they're going to start regulating energy drinks. Well, okay. So let's say that it's it's fair to regulate under 18. We can okay. regulate under 18 uh-huh. through the roof. But if you're over 18, leave us alone and stop overtaxing us. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's a shame that, you know, the – that the government feels as though if you do something that they don't like, it's okay for them to tax you. You know, in, in Pennsylvania, a couple, uh, I guess about a year ago, they implemented a drink tax because they wanted to raise money for the bus system. So they implemented a 5%. No, it was an 8% sales tax on beer. So the only one that that punishes are the, the people that drink. But not only that, in Georgia, what they tell us is all of the extra cigarette tax money goes to the lottery. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take it. Let me take it back. (laughs) Well, that would have been epic. Anyway, the lottery taxes go to paying college tuitions to students in Georgia. They have something uh, that's called uh, uh, the Peach Scholarship, something like that, where as long as you're on the AB list, you go to college for free. But so much of that money funneled away to into but, pockets that we have they couldn't they couldn't say where every dollar went. But no. my point is so called sin taxes. Yes, sin and, taxes. And if what they consider a sin, okay, you smoke, so we're gonna tax you another twenty percent on top of your cigarette charge. You drink beer, we're gonna ch- that because that's a sin, you know. It, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's like, you know, a lot of people that ride the bus don't drink beer. The people that, that drink beer should be the ones riding the bus and they're the ones drinking and driving. The The people that don't ride the bus or that do ride the bus don't drink. So if I'm not having a couple beers, I'm paying for somebody to ride the bus when it's not going to be me. So I I have a, a, a very hard time with with the whole syntax concept, it, it should be, you know, if you're going to tax, it should be across the board. I mean, the, it, it's unconstitutional to, to target one group for taxes. Unconstitutional. Well, it should and, be and, and dis, it discriminates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're going to tax me because I'm drinking uh, a beer, you should tax the guy that's drinking the Pepsi too. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't – it makes no sense to me. Tax all fluids. <laughs> yes, all fluids are taxed. Now, there was a while where food was not taxed in Georgia, and I think within the last three to four years they put that into place. But there was a time where we were not taxed on food, so that was kind of cool. But, 
Pennsylvania, we're not taxed on food. Yeah, we're not taxed on food here either or in Florida. Well, the only thing you're taxed on is like the junk food, your sodas, your chips, stuff like that. They don't even tax See? on that here. You're the only feeling thing, it too then. Oh, the only thing that they, they tax us on is uh, like paper products, you know, paper towels. And well, those aren't – that's, like. not, that's not food stuff. That's No, I understand. But I mean any, if you go to the grocery store, the only thing that they hit you on taxes for is like paper products. I mean everything else is totally non-taxable. That's pretty good, though. So you can uh, basically drink soda all day and night and get fat and not pay any taxes. Exactly. God bless America. All right. We've Amen. Gone. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. We uh, um, uh, talking about cigarettes here, and of course, you know, some people have a good cigarette after sex. Wow, you've worked on these segues. I tried. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there, there was some findings done on they did a result of a survey of 1,006 women. I don't know why they got 1,006 women. I can but, just say I wasn't one of them, but go ahead. But what, <laughs> when they, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around where they get a hundred thousand and six. Anyway, they came up with the, the top 10 reasons that women have sex. So are you ready for this? Go ahead. Hit it. Number one. Or should I read it backwards from 10? Yes, start with 10 because it makes it more interesting. We'll, we'll pull a letterman. We're going to go from 10. Okay, the go top ahead. 10 reasons that women have sex. She's in a long-distance relationship, and she wants action right now versus later. She likes that. She's she cheating. Li- okay, so yeah. she's a cheater. Okay, next. She likes that he has an extravagant lifestyle. Okay, she's mooching off of him because he's rich. She feels sorry for the fellow. That's me. <laughs> that's how that's how Corey gets laid. Corey okay. taking one for the team. Yes, Woo-hoo! there are those out there. She's refining her sexual skills, so slot. she's practicing. That's slot. always the answer. Slot, slot. Okay. She's after a spiritual experience, as sex is being seen as the closest thing to God. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Okay. Uh, she's thanking her date for a nice dinner, a present, or spending a lot of money on her earlier in the relationship. Okay, you know what that one is. That's the, I bought you dinner, should I get something in return mentality? That's your whole whore mentality, the slut mentality you were talking yeah. about earlier. Oh, God, he bought me dinner, I have to do him. Okay, yeah. B- bitch, I supersized your Happy Meal. You better fucking give me something. You know what I paid for that lobster? <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, she wants a better complexion. That's just selfish. Number three, she's trying to put an end to an argument. Shut I, up and do me. I like that one. Uh, she wants to relieve a stress headache or a migraine. <laughs> and the okay. number one reason is she's alleviating boredom. It gives her something to do. Really? There's actually, <laughs> I'm bored. Let's have sex. I'm okay. bored. Do me. Jesus Christ. All right, Barb, this is all you. This is why yes. I picked this oh, story. Oh, you are so putting me in the hot seat. When yes. I saw this link, I laughed my ass off. I said, I know what he's doing. Yep. Um, Hey, you know what? I'm a straight number seven girl. I'm always trying to improve my last performance. So that's my main reason. I can't believe. I mean, I thought the epic reason not to have was because um, you had a headache. And that's number two. That's really weird. Well, I think it's, you know, there's times when that's used as an excuse or it's like, I really have a stress headache. Unstress me. Well, migraine, though, is a different scenario altogether. And I can't believe that they threw that in there. Stress headache, yes, makes sense. The migraine, not so much. Because if you have a migraine, wow, that's like the last thing you want to do. Um, This was kind of an interesting story. And and as a person who was in market research for a while who did... uh, have to make these calls to ask people these types of questions and, you know, retain the information and put it in a pile and take the next call. Um, There's a definite science to this. Um, When they get the results back, there's definite science to the overall impression of a certain goal. So I'm not saying that these 1,006 or whoever women that they talked to were insane. I'm just saying that I was very surprised at the results. Very surprised. As a, as a woman married 18 years. Well, that about wraps up this week's show. I want to thank Ward for being here this week. And, of course, you can check Ward out at restaurantfoodfast.com. 70 episodes of video podcast of cooking. He, him and his friend Chuck do really great show. And, of course, he's got another show, Max and Life, on igotamac.com. Another show where they show you a little Mac stuff. It's a great show. Check it out. It comes out once a week. And, of course, you could 
check out Barb at her site, Tangents, T-A-N-J-E-N-T-S dot com. It's her personal website. It's a great place. Go check that out for her. And please go to AverageJoeShow.com. You could uh, check out the links for everything we talked about tonight and then some extra stuff that obviously we missed a little bit. Oops, lost the audio. Uh, you can leave comments there. You can uh, download the the feeds for your Zoom, your iPod, whatever you want. You can listen right on the website. We even have a donate button, so if you want to help us out, that would be greatly appreciated. Let us know what you like, what you don't like of the show. Email us at talk at com. And if you want to be a guest host just like Barb was this week and all the other people that we have on the show, go to com slash guest for more details. I want to thank you for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us, and until next time, have a good one. Thank you.